You're listening to episode 54, Growing Out of Mom Guilt with Emily. Welcome to Midlife Confidence, where it's all about women living a fulfilling life as they move beyond 40, 50, and 60. I'm Vana Davis, a certified life coach with 20 years of my own midlife journey behind me. And just like you, my best year's still ahead. I'll take you inside real life coaching with a guest client so you can see for yourself how a beautiful life starts with a beautiful mind. Now that you're in the middle of life, if you've been a parent and you look back now, how much has mom guilt impacted your experience? I personally don't know any mother who hasn't felt it to some degree, and I know my husband has his own version of regret in parenting too, but it's interesting that daddy guilt hasn't quite gained the traction of mommy guilt. What often happens as our kids grow and we might start adding in some more time for our own personal development is that mom guilt can be triggered by a whole new set of family dynamics. Maybe you found this or you're going through it now. If so, you'll learn a lot in this coaching session with Emily. She has seven beautiful children, their ages 7 to 20, and she started taking some university courses to eventually qualify for a master's program. She wants to become a therapist. So she's in this transition that feels a little confusing because it's new and it's bringing up some new ways of relating in her role as a mom. She's rethinking what it means to meet her children's needs and working out how she can meet her own needs too. So join us as we work together on this very normal and natural but still challenging life experience. It definitely takes some self-awareness to grow out of mom guilt. I've known Emily for quite a few years. We attended the same church for some time. And when I first became a coach, I practiced coaching by working with several women for free for six weeks. And Emily agreed to be one of my practice clients. That was almost two years ago. And I was so glad she agreed to come on the podcast to be coached again. In these three episodes that we do with Emily... We look more closely at the things that are coming up as she moves into this new stage of her life. I'll just explain if this is the first time that you've joined us. The way it works is I offer three free coaching sessions to people who are willing to have it shared on this podcast, which is so brave. And I want to be clear, it's all shared with permission. And also to make it a better experience for you as the listeners, I just highlight clips from the sessions then sometimes just summarize what we talked about or what breakthroughs the client came to so you don't have to listen to all of it. That means that you actually don't hear most of our conversation, but my intention and hope is that as you listen, you'll learn about yourself, how your thoughts are creating your experience in life, and that you'll get some shifts in your inner world that will help you gain some power in your life. So I want to thank Emily Many of you are going to relate to her. She's been a full-time mom for 20 years, and now she's in that stage of life where she's bringing in these new things for herself as her kids get more independent, and that is always a tricky transition. So let's hear a little from Emily. She's going to introduce herself and explain what she'd like some help with. All right, I'm a mom of seven kids, and I enjoy so much the stage of helping them with their goals and helping them with their activities. They get so excited about whether it be soccer or dance 
or karate, trying to empower them and support them and going forward. And they seem so happy in those sports. Mm -hmm. I love just being with them the day to day. But I was like a machine (laughs) (laughs) with all the stages of the little kids, you know, just nursing, having babies just for 20 years. I don't know. Just it's nice Mm -hmm. to be out of that. But I felt like now I have more time and it's a little bit hard to figure things out. Mm -hmm. Start with, is there anything that comes up for you or as you've been thinking about us meeting? Yeah, what do you think you'd really like to talk about or get some help on? The wall that I seem to be experiencing is a lack of confidence in my ability to move forward with my goals. I <laughs> I get frustrated because I'm antsy mm-hmm. at home now. My kids are all in school oh. <laughs> and they're getting older. Well, the youngest is seven, the oldest is 20. So I'm frustrated that I'm bored, but I feel a lack of confidence in my ability to move forward with my goals Okay. and do what it takes to meet this goal. I know that my goal of getting into grad school at BYU is good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be the the rule. I know there are there can be a plan B and a you know mm-hmm. plan C. I know that <laughs> I know in my mind that there can be other options definitely to become practicing therapist in social work. But I have this rigid belief I need to go to BYU and I don't know. I mm-hmm. use the excuse like my husband giving me the pressure because it will be free. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. He works there. Right. <laughs> So that's where we started with Emily's educational goals. And as we got more into it over three sessions of coaching, of course, then several things came up that are attached to this goal. It's kind of like her goal to get a master's degree and become a therapist is a beautiful sailboat that she wants to take a journey on, but there are these anchors that are dragging her down and slowing her progress. So over these three episodes, you'll hear about the three main things that we coached on. Mom guilt and figuring out how to balance what she believes her kids' needs are and to meet her own needs too. That's what we're focusing on today. And then the next episode, we'll talk about money and how some of the dynamics in her household about spending and power over money are unexpectedly tied to her career goals. And finally, defining what success in school looks like for her and learning to detach from traditional measures of success that don't really serve her. So as I said, in this episode, we're going to focus on the parenting part of this equation, that anchor. So I'll share three clips from our sessions here so you get an idea of how she's feeling and what thoughts are leading her to feel discouraged. What about the thought about your kids and what they need from you? Um, One thing is, I feel like it's my job. It's kind of ingrained from my mom Mm -hmm. to put out fires. And if I'm not there, then it will all go to chaos. And everyone will will have a horrible family. I'm not there to be there and put out, and then I'll get blamed. Okay. (laughs) Mom, you're not here helping us. So-and-so hit me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So just feeling that responsibility... That all lies with you, mm-hmm. and everyone else needs you to be there, or they're going to fall apart. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> okay, let's put that on there. Everyone needs me there. It's going to fall apart. 
So when you think that thought, everyone needs me, I'm not there, I might fall apart. What is the emotion that you're feeling? It's, it's like a dark road or endless pit. Like it just feels like my life is just like being sucked away. I think uh, that it just, I don't know how to describe that. I guess the big word is I despair. Despair. Yeah. I'm like a despairing life, like depressed in a way. Just Mm -hmm. go to bed and think, what's my worth? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Confidence, very low. So the opposite of confidence for you, how would you describe the opposite of confidence? I think it would be like lack of confidence. Is it like self-doubt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you're feeling. So what are some of the thoughts are you having about yourself in this situation? Well, I am so ungrounded when I live like that and feel like I live like that constantly. Like my feet are above mm-hmm. the ground and I'm like, okay, who needs me now? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> this came up with us, I remember, uh-huh. last time. Yeah. Oh, I feel powerless I'm not giving myself rights mm-hmm. to live my life how I want to live it. Yeah. So not fun. It's not fun. Yeah. I can see that. And I understand it. I felt that many times, like being pulled to meet everybody's needs and making sure that everybody feels happy, thinking it's my job to make sure that's true. <laughs> yeah. Right? If things fell apart at your house, what would that mean? Because you weren't there. It would mean, well, there's things like... The way I've showed up in the past is being there if they call home for things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you can go help them out. Yeah. Or if they need me to drive for a field trip, so-and-so can't drive, can you? I'd be like, yeah. Or like just those things that are good. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard. It kind of hurts to like not be doing those things. Mm -hmm. Like to be at work and be like, someone else is driving my kids or Mm -hmm. someone else is cooking lunch for the lunch group. But I I think I want to decide to be happy with my choices in my life and be perfectly satisfied and feel like I have a good family and things are going well mm-hmm. without attaching myself. I don't want to be, feel guilty or feel like I've attached my worth to being right in the moment able to help those kids. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been great. Like, you got to do that for a long time. How long have you been a full-time mom? Yeah, for... 20 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's okay that it's a little bit rocky right now to make that transition. You practiced this and done a really good job at it for 20 years, right? And now you're like moving into a different phase and a different way of operating your family. So it it's just fine and normal and expected that it's a little shaky right now, right? That doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It's hard. Does any of that sound familiar? This space between those years of all-consuming parenting and then the kids growing up into fully independent adults is messy. It's loaded with bewilderment, with tender feelings, and it messes with everyone's sense of agency and responsibility. So it's a relationship that comes from both the parent and child as they figure out who's in charge of meeting whose needs. Of course, it feels unsettling. And it's an important life stage that's supposed to disrupt the system of the parent always being in charge and then allowing or sometimes even pushing the kids to take more ownership of their lives. But it's uncomfortable for not only the parents, but the kids. 
Of course, sometimes children still want the parent to take care of them, even when maybe they should be doing it themselves. So coming to terms with when it's a good, healthy expression of love to help your kids and when it actually inhibits their growth, that's the challenge. Emily shares some of that and we unpack why kids sometimes try to play the guilt card and how we can stop picking it up. What else is it creating in your life? Lack of boundaries. Mm, Yeah. And then people know they can ride me, I think, (laughs) because I don't have the boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's all set up the way they should behave and by how my behavior is, they're reacting. I, I know that's that's a thing. Okay, yeah. It's not their fault. Right. Can you give me an example of what that looks like? I just imagine, so the boundary, if I get the job, would be to leave for work at 7.30 and the kids need to be at school at 8. Mm-hmm. And I have a kid who pushes my boundaries just because, I don't think he really has an opinion, but he does it because he wants to do that. He wants to feel something. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> And he'll give me a huge guilt trip mm. for other a carpool. Like he hates their car because it smells or he just needs me to be the driver. And he'll put a guilt trip and I have taken that on and been sad. Like, yeah. oh, I need to drive this kid. He needs me. He needs me to drive him to school and pick him up every single time. Mm. And then he'll feel loved and I'll feel loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great example because when you think about it, what does he really need? For his growth and his future, he really needs to learn that he doesn't need one particular person to take care of him, but he can take care of himself no matter who's driving him, right? Yeah. So that's a great example. Again, the guilt trip. (laughs) No one can send you on a guilt trip. You have to choose to go there, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, all of us are kind of wired to try and meet our needs, kids especially, Like I heard someone describe kids as heat-seeking missiles for their own desires. And my grandkids, oh my goodness, yes. That's a healthy thing. They don't know how to manage it. They don't know how to understand what other people's needs are yet. Like that's a more mature thing. So just realizing, okay, kids are designed to try and get their needs met in the easiest way possible. And there's mom. (laughs) There's mom. Yeah. (laughs) And so... Just saying, okay, this is natural for kids, but their growth and maturity depends on learning to meet their own needs, learning that there's lots of ways to meet their needs, not only one way. You know, they have some things to learn, and it's your job to let them experience that, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So every time you start to feel that guilt coming, just realize, oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that child for trying, but it's my job to like let them have the experience that they came for, which is learning to grow and so good. not need you to do everything for them. Definitely right? need to go into that because that's the only way. Yeah, If I'm going to have a family and pursue these things, that's the only way mm-hmm. for me to let go of that, like uh, me protecting them by doing so much for them because mm-hmm. I don't want the harshness of the world to, I don't want things to be hard for them. And I've always been like that. One of the most important things I'm hoping we can all take away from this is the idea that no one can send us on a guilt trip, even when they're deliberately trying to. 
Guilt is always created by our own thoughts, and we can choose not to go there. I find it helpful to remember that the emotion of guilt comes because I'm thinking that I did something wrong. A great question is to ask yourself when you're aware of feeling guilt, what is it that I thought I did wrong? If you can't find it, sometimes you'll realize that you weren't wrong at all. It wasn't even a mistake. It was just something that someone else didn't like. There's an endless supply of potential mom guilt. Personally, I remember all kinds of things from forgetting to take one of our kids to a birthday party that they were excited about to making my 16-year-old ride a bike home from one school and all the way to football practice at another school for an entire season because I was at work and he refused to get his driver's license. I felt so bad he was having to ride his bike for like 10 miles before he even got to football practice. I could probably list a hundred things I feel guilty about. So if you set out cold cereal for dinner, you were too tired to help your eighth grader with their homework, or you're working overtime on a big project for a few weeks and you aren't home as much, consider if it helps or actually hurts to feel guilty about it. And of course, guilt can be a useful emotion when we do make those human mistakes and we really do want to change as long as we don't wallow in it. But I think you'll be surprised how often you feel guilt for things that you didn't actually do wrong. Sometimes I think parents just live in this free-floating guilt that they haven't really taken a look at. Anyway, I found it useful to question it. And let's have compassion for our kids too. It's hard to grow up. It's so uncomfortable. We can offer lots of love even while we hold back when we can see that they need to get out of their comfort zone a bit. Just because they ask or whine or even throw a tantrum because they want you to do something for them doesn't mean it's in their best interest. One of the things I had Emily think about as an assignment between sessions is to write about how could her returning to school and eventually working as a therapist actually be good for her kids. Did you have any time to think about how you returning to school and possibly working and having a career in time, how could that really be good for your kids? Uh, yeah, I thought about that a a ton. Because <laughs> I thought that was like a, a focus that you suggested I could uh-huh. focus on. I think I was noticing my old patterns and why it's hard for me to move forward with my goals and school and work and things. I think it'll be really good to change those old patterns of neediness where it's both ways. Uh-huh. And I'll, I can start and sh- set the example of showing I'm doing something good for myself therefore you have freedom to do something good for yourself yeah and try to break that going back and forth pattern of I don't feel loved I'm needy for you (laughs) in my life and then please show me that you need me so (laughs) so you know that you're valuable Uh uh-huh yeah oh and I even just I took a little rest before I came so I could meditate and think And it was hard for me even to shut my door, lock it, Mm -hmm. and say, kids, I need 30 minutes before my appointment to think about things. And I had to kind of like recognize I need to set a boundary. Yeah. Because the kids are used to just opening the door. Mom, can I go to my friend's house or this or that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, Which is normal for family life, but. Yeah. 
But I was noticing how it kind of like, I felt things in my heart that weren't quite right. I was just noticing, okay, that's good. I need to set a boundary better. Yeah. So you felt like you didn't really have permission to do that. That's right. Yeah. Permission. (laughs) That's a good word. Yeah. And who gives you permission for that kind of thing? Myself. Yeah. So that's really good to know because that is in your power. You don't have to have your kids say, mom, go to your room and like, why don't you go have some quiet time? You know, that would be awesome. Or even husband or anybody else who we're sharing our life with, like, we don't have to hope that they will notice, like we're responsible to notice what we need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's really uh, switching it around making it really positive. Like I can do stuff for myself and so can you. This was a great reminder that we can give ourselves permission for what we need, even and especially when no one else is noticing and offering it to us. What do you need to give yourself permission for right now? Are you wishing someone else would be on board with what you want to do? What if you just decided that you get to do it? I find that so many women, myself included, especially at one point, are so hesitant to spend any time or money on themselves. If we want our kids to grow up and be excited about experiencing things, growing even when it's hard, reaching their potential, loving life, loving themselves, loving their family, even while contributing to their world, guess what? We need to go first. You can give yourself permission to create some personal space in your life and meet your needs. It's a healthy approach to life and something that kids need to see in action. And I'm even going to say not only kids and teens, but even our grown-up children can benefit from seeing us do this for ourselves. It gives them permission to do it too. So let's talk about, again, your kids and the guilt that you feel leaving your kids to go do the schooling and the other things that you want to do because that comes up a lot yeah for you right yes (laughs) and that's going to kind of hold you back and like diminish your experience so what is a definition of guilt for you I feel like I should be doing something different or doing something more Uh uh-huh yeah guilt is always like I'm doing something wrong yeah right right So when those feelings of guilt come up, when you're separated from your kids or you're getting some space from your kids, what is it you think you're doing wrong? I feel like I'm not providing, meeting their needs. So maybe the definition of meeting their needs needs to be shifted there. Yeah. (laughs) So you're in this stage of parenting where you put so much into... The young years, like we talked about how important those first three years are and that you and your hubby have been really great at meeting your kids' needs and making sure they felt secure and establishing a strong home and that you find a lot of your value and worth through that, through evidence that your kids are turning out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now your kids are going through a they're transitioning to a new phase just like you are. Mm -hmm. And so it can be uncomfortable to let go of the way we were parenting and realize that there's a different purpose and a different goal in parenting as your kids get older. Mm. What does, when you think about that, what comes up for you? 
Well, I I really what comes up is like I really like to do good things with my kids for my kids, but I also want to feel like I have a life. I feel like I'm pursuing and doing things for myself along the way, like the same doing the same as them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz I can tell like they love school. And it's really nice. They just really look forward to going to school in a couple weeks. And mm-hmm. how awesome is that, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's good. So that I can really maybe it, that helps me to just rely on that knowledge that they are pursuing their life and they're good. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. I can also do the same. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah. to like break away from. All the neediness I feel, and they, I think they feel, but they, they feel don't. They feel too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, our kids, like, there was a time in, our, in their lives where we had to watch over them every minute yeah. to keep them safe. And they needed to know you were watching over them. That helped them feel secure, right? And now kind of letting go of that because it's not needed anymore does feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. for both sides right mm-hmm. and so just acknowledging that like there's nothing wrong here this is uncomfortable for everybody but <laughs> I think I told you this before but um, we had a bishop when we lived in Reno he was he was actually the dean of the engineering department at University of Nevada there and and I say that because he had five daughters who he raised to be engineers and doctors and stuff like that. Oh. And he would always say to us, <laughs> you're not raising children, you're raising adults, right? And raising adults means you let them more and more have independence and freedom and agency and real-life experiences and we have to let go of that constant protection watching over them and let them move on to becoming adults, mm. right? Yeah. And growth is hard for kids, and it's hard for the parents, and you're still growing. Like you said, like we talked about, you know. <laughs> I'm really breaking ground here because my mom 10 years ago said, oh, I'm so jealous of you. This comment was so it stuck <laughs> with me because – you have every moment filled your whole day. You just go, I watch you and you just move and you go from one thing to a next and you're, reco- it's like the room of requirement. That's what <laughs> she was express, expressing, like not the room of requirement, but just that you're required all day long. And she's like, I miss those days. And that's all she said. And after that conversation, I mourned because she, I see her sitting in front of the TV. She's 75. And she hasn't really ever done this, what I'm trying Mm, to do. Yeah. Okay, this is so perfect. I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, good. Because you can see for you as a child, seeing your mom like that, it sounds like it's a little bit painful to see her in that condition, right? Yeah. So you can look down the road and see where you'll end up. If you don't learn to create some time for yourself and give yourself the space for growth and all that. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be giving them permission to do that for themselves. 
So what they really need from you now is two things. Their own appropriate, age appropriate, because I know you have a range of kids, ages, right? And where they are is different, but just realizing they may need to be pushed out of their comfort zone a little to be more independent. And when they try to play that guilt card on you, just like love them for it and say, oh, I'm so glad that you love me and love that security, but I love you enough to let you be a little uncomfortable right now and learn to do more things. Yeah. Yeah. I felt impressed to get Corbin a a bike he loves so he can just go to his friend up at the junior high or go to the school or back if he needs to. Mm, yeah. Because he is one that <laughs> is a homebody, but he I could tell he would appreciate that. That's a great example. <laughs> yeah, giving your kids a little more wings, their own wings, and a little more space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have a different measure of success than what it used to be. Yeah. It's not an endless space that you need to keep pouring and pouring and pouring into anymore. Like you said, it's different. Mm. That's cool. Right? So instead of constantly pouring into it, just say, okay, there's this one pitcher. When it's full, it's full. I don't have to feel bad or guilty or keep wondering. Yeah, that's super <laughs> helpful. I That's kind of what I was getting at. Like, yeah. It's full. And now what I have this space in my schedule I can do and feel good about doing something for myself, like a hike mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. I enjoy. <laughs> It is hard because we get thrown into this parenting thing and it is so consuming those first years. Mm-hmm. It's That's a shock. That's a transition in itself for most of us. But then it's also a transition to get out of it and realize, <laughs> wait, okay, I'm not as needed anymore and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a good sign. This is ha- what's supposed to happen. We're because, raising adults. <laughs> yes. And so what happened in my mind with my mom is if I'm needed, I'm worth something worth something Mm -hmm. but if I'm not needed then my worth diminishes Mm -hmm. oh that's so good to see that because it's just yeah it's really intense right now Mm -hmm. that's awesome thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's really helpful (laughs) you heard Emily say in the beginning that she was struggling feeling like she didn't have the confidence to really go after her goals and that she had some self-doubt and this piece of motherhood and wanting to be a good mom, but trying to figure out what that means now to meet her kids' needs and also create some space for herself. That has been one of the biggest drivers of this self-doubt. So when are you allowing yourself to go on an undeserved guilt trip? It takes some self-awareness and the ability to switch your thoughts up to grow out of mom guilt. So we've been talking about that messy transition between all-consuming parenting and parenting grown-ups, and that it's uncomfortable for everyone involved. We've talked about what it means to meet your family's needs and giving yourself permission to Create some space for yourself and your own growth. Glennon Doyle, in her book, Untamed, talked about how so many mothers have not allowed themselves to live a life of their own. 
The way she says it, quote, mothers have martyred themselves in their children's names since the beginning of time. We've lived as if she who disappears the most loves the most. We've been conditioned to prove our love by slowly ceasing to exist. Close quote. Now, while I don't feel like the love and sacrifice that mothers make is necessarily martyrdom, there is something there that strikes deep. We are women first and last, and the role of mother can be something that helps us grow even more fully into the woman we want to be, or if we aren't aware and intentional, it can limit us from reaching our full potential. So reframing what it means to you to be a good mother, even as your children grow or as you have grown up children and you're developing that new relationship with them, it's definitely one of the developmental chapters of our midlife story. I think it's worth imagining in this messy transition time, what is the best possible outcome for me and my family if I have the courage and commitment to keep growing myself? What epic adventure lies ahead and who will I become through it? Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. And I do have one favor to ask. Just share this episode or this podcast with one friend. Take care until next time.